What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the 60 Feet 6 Inches LSU podcast. Thank you all for joining me. In this episode, I will recap the victory over Southern and put the finishing touches on the weekend series versus Western Michigan. As always, you can find the 60 Feet 6 Inches LSU podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other major audio platforms. If you are viewing this on the 60 Feet 6 Inches LSU pod YouTube channel, please make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any of the content on Twitter. The account is at 60FT6INLSUPOD. Once again, that's at 60FT6INLSUPOD. Make sure to follow the account and hit that notifications bell as well. All right, let's get into it. LSU came into tonight's matchup versus Southern, still ranked number one in the country after sweeping Western Michigan, while Southern also came into the matchup 3-0 after beating Grambling, Jackson State, and Texas Southern over the weekend. But really quick, before we get into a recap of the game, I wanted to put a bow on the weekend Western Michigan series. During the live instant reaction pod, which we did about two hours after the conclusion of the Sunday LSU game, which I filmed with guest Stephen Miller. I also had guest Alex Day from the Weekend Rotation podcast. I forgot to mention my three big things from the weekend. And also, how did I do on my get right, stay right predictions on the preview podcast? So let's start with the three big things. One, the bullpen. Over the weekend, they were absolutely outstanding. The bullpen threw a total of 12 and one-third innings pitched, only giving up four hits, four runs, four earned, but only two walks and 14 Ks. Now, they didn't face the toughest, toughest competition, which we all know, but they got the job done, and that's all that matters. They got out of some jams. They settled the games down in certain situations when it was needed. And look, they will continue to get tested this weekend in Round Rock. But in my opinion, off to a great start for those guys out there in the pen. The second big thing, the freshmen. How can you forget about those young guns, right? What can you say? They were absolutely outstanding. And it was really nothing different than what I had seen in the fall and spring scrimmages. But I'm glad for those of y'all that weren't able to make it out there. And this is the first time you're hearing about this heralded freshman class. You really got to see those guys perform during the first weekend of the year. Now, I definitely missed on some of my predictions with those guys playing so early and often, but I did think some of those guys would take over positions uh, before SEC conference play, but that happened sooner than that. I also think Chase Shores will continue to get better on the mound. I have no doubt about that, so relax, Tiger fans, for your Sunday starter as of now. But really, the hitters on the freshman side were phenomenal, specifically Brady Neal, and Jared Jones, and also Paxton Kling. As those three guys started Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Jones on the weekend went four for eight with three RBIs, two doubles, and three walks. Brady Neal, he held down the catching spot all weekend. He was three for five with two RBIs and four walks for that young man. And then Paxton Kling held down the right field spot. He did struggle with the bat, only going one for nine, but I'm sure he'll turn things around very quickly. He's too talented not to. A lot to be happy about, a lot to be excited about for LSU fans. The future of this program is in really good hands when you look at those three, among others, in terms of position players. And then a lot of the freshman pitchers we have yet to see besides Chase Shores. And then lastly for the three big things, the defense. Zero errors for the entire weekend. And there's really not much more that I can say about that. The infield looked great even after the Tommy White injury on Friday night with Napolt sliding over to third base and then Dugas taking his place at second base and then I thought the catching was short up compared to last year defensively I thought Neil 
And Malazzo, when he came into the game, played great. Moving on to the get right, stay right predictions. If you remember, I stated on the Western Michigan preview podcast that it's tough to tell somebody to stay right on the first weekend of the year. Really have nothing to go off of, right? Therefore, I looked at guys who I thought would have a turnaround season or a big impact for the Tigers this year. And the three guys I picked out, one, let's look at Jordan Thompson, the shortstop. And that was a hit for me. I got that one right. Ten at-bats on the weekend, three hits, three runs, four RBIs with a bomb to go for his troubles. So he gets off the snide with a home run in the opening weekend. Alex Malazzo, I will call that one a miss. He only had one at-bat on the weekend, and he came in to replace Neal defensively late in some games. But uh, we look for Alex to contribute throughout the year, and we know he's going to be solid defensively. And then finally, I picked Ty Floyd on this list, and that was definitely a hit for me. He looked absolutely outstanding out of the pen on Sunday. He really settled the game when he came in versus Western Michigan, and he absolutely dominated those guys. So Floyd goes three innings pitched with four Ks, and he had a great fastball. And he really just pretty much blew fastballs by those guys during those three innings as his fastball was sitting 95 to 96. Didn't really need to showcase his other off-speed pitches, a curveball and a changeup this weekend. So big things to come for Ty Floyd. All right, let's get into that Southern game, which LSU won 18-4 to in seven innings due to the agreed-upon 10-run rule by both coaches before the start of the game. So the Tigers lined up with Pearson leading off in left field, Cruz batting second in center field, Joe Bear in right field hitting third, Dugas in the four-hole at second base, Morgan in the fifth spot at first, Jones maintaining that DH spot, Neal once again catching, so the freshman hits seventh, followed up by Jordan Thompson at short, and then Napolt at third base in the nine hole. And the starting pitcher for the Tigers was Stature Hurd, the transfer from UCLA. And look, it wasn't his best start for him. I'm sure not the start he envisioned. But this is also something that I was able to see and I'm sure other fans that attended uh, the last spring scrimmage, which was his last outing before the start of the year. This was kind of a very similar outing to that scrimmage, and I'll get into that in a second. But early on, Southern did a really good job of stringing hits together, putting the ball in play, and it doesn't always have to be the hardest hit ball to be effective, as we saw those guys kind of hit some bloopers and some dribblers to get things going. You know, Hurd struggled in the first with his command, but was able to work around it. But the second inning, it did come back to bite him with a leadoff walk. And for those that may not know, when we talk about leadoff walks on the podcast or just baseball in general, you'll hear like Ben McDonald or Doug Thompson some of those guys comment on the broadcast or Kyle Peterson on the SEC broadcast. Leadoff walks a lot of times come back to bite you as a pitcher and as a defense. When you have a leadoff batter walk to start an inning, your antenna should go up like alert, alert. We have to make a play. We have to stop this right now because now it's only going to take one or two hits to score the guy. So that's something to be on the lookout for from a fan's perspective. But this leadoff walk in the second did come around to score as Southern gets on the board first. After the walk, he steals a base, then a single plate to run. But Hurd kind of controlled the damage. It was much better. He started getting ahead of hitters compared to the first when he was really falling behind with that fastball. Once again in the third inning, Thatcher Hurd runs into some more trouble, and this would really be the end of the road for him, unfortunately. He got ahead once again and threw strikes, but this inning he was just unable to finish off the Southern hitters and they did a really good job hitting down in the count. You had four singles in a row off of Hurd. Two of those came with 0-2 counts. And I have to say shout out to my ex-player, Hunter Tab. I had the privilege to coach that young man when he was little. 
I contributed zero to his baseball success. I'm not taking credit for where he is right now, but it's great to see Hunter at third base for Southern. He hits a ball to the right field off the right field wall so to make it three singles in a row. And then Kristen Little comes in the game, gets a strikeout, gives up a single, which scores two runs, but really holds them right there. And that was it for Southern for the rest of the game as Little gets a, a pop-up and another out. And from there on, he was very dominant. But going into the bottom of third, Southern was up four to nothing. And I'm sure a lot of nervous people were going, thinking, what has we gotten ourselves into at Outback Stadium? But not to be disappointed, the Tigers would begin to turn it around. Wrapping up my thoughts on Thatcher Hurd, look, LSU fans, I've seen him pitch numerous times. Don't panic. He's having some control issues with his fastball. He just didn't put guys away tonight. And in that last scrimmage of the spring, he had the same thing. Great stuff. He was just missing a little here, a little there, a little up, leaving some balls over the middle of the plate. And it was almost a uh, repeat from um, tonight. So Elmas also may have been a little bit – remember, he came from UCLA from the West Coast, a very tame crowd, I would imagine, compared to Alec Box Stadium, even on Tuesday afternoon with, you know, four or five, maybe even 7,000 uh, fans in the stands. So it may have been a little bit of nerves on Hurd's part, you know, wanting to impress the home crowd in his debut and may have just been trying too hard or trying to throw too hard or just, you know, just wasn't in his uh, usual motion or his usual frame of mind. But I look forward to him starting next week at Texas. I think you can pretty much guarantee that he will start following the Round Rock Classic as LSU stays in the Austin area. But back to the hitters. Bottom of the third, LSU's down 4 nothing, but the Tigers respond exactly how you would expect the number one team in the country to do that. Very patient, but they capped it off with a massive inning. Cruz and Joe Bear get on. Dugas double. Morgan double. Now look, neither one of those balls was hit very hard, kind of like the Southern hits. But remember, they were just well-placed. Then finally, freshman Jared Bear-Jones comes up and hits a absolute mammoth monster blast off the top of the scoreboard going 467 feet as LSU caps off that inning with five runs to take the lead. And you saw the bats really come alive. And I'm not going to mention the pitching from here on out because Christian Little deals. And I'll kind of get back to him at the very end as we look at some people who really performed well today. Moving on to the bottom of the fourth with LSU up 5-4. Pearson and Cruz both get on. Then Joe Bear, boom, hits a three-run bomb, showing off the power in that LSU lineup as the Tigers extend their lead to 8-4. Bottom of the fifth, LSU's not done yet, guys. Thompson gets a double, then he scores on a wild pitch. Cruz, Joe Bear, and Dugas all get on, and they all score on Trey Morgan's triple, which is also followed up by a single by Jared Jones. So LSU puts another five spot on the board. So they go five, three, five, and now to be outdone, in the bottom of the six, they put another five spot up on the board. So a ton of crooked numbers right there. In the sixth, the Tigers score Thompson singles, and he scores on freshman Ethan Fry's ground out. Then freshman Gavin Gidry singles home Stevenson. And Morgan caps off an amazing day with a three-run home run to finish the game, in essence, for the Tigers as they go on to win 18-4. to This lineup, if you don't know it already, has a ton of pop from top to bottom. Cruz actually got hit three times today. Poor guy had a target on his back. But he was really the table setter, right, for Jobert, Jones, and Morgan. And it's really exciting to see the power of this lineup, not just settled in that 3-4 spot, even with Tommy White out of the lineup, but it extends 
down to six, seven, eight. So you have guys that can run the ball at the yard, guys that can hit ball at the wall, and then they have very experienced hitters at the bottom of that lineup. So very impressive for LSU. Also, Jared Jones continues his hot streak. He goes two for two with three RBIs. And once again, zero errors in the column for the Tigers once again. After getting down early, they were patient and they fought their way back. But I like the fact that they didn't let up, right? They could have easily took their foot off the gas after it was five to four. But as I mentioned, five, three, five, five in the run column. And that's something I think you should expect to see from an experienced team and whose goals ultimately are to make it to Omaha. We, I mean, I, I was on teams that did it. You've seen multiple times in midweek games. They took their foot off the gas, and then it gets very close at the end, or Southern fights their way back. But it was nice to see the Tigers just continue to press on, have quality at bats, run the ball out the yard, and make this game a no-doubter. So who are some standout performances for today? To me, I have co-players of the game, Christian Little and Trey Morgan. Trey Morgan, by far and away, super impressive. But I can't forget my pitchers and Christian Little. Once again, he came out the pin, as he did on the weekend. He got put in a very tough spot, right? Bases loaded, nobody out. The game could have gotten out of hand. He did give up a single, which scored two runs, but that was it. And he was really on cruise control. So his line for tonight was three and two-thirds innings pitched, one hit, one walk, six Ks. Super impressive for the Vanderbilt transfer. And for the year, Little has thrown five and two-thirds innings pitched, one hit, one walk, and nine Ks. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't know where he was going to fit in the staff. I know he came in to be a starter. I'd seen him throw in some scrimmages. I'd seen him stretch out to four innings. He has that ability. But he also has the ability to come in late in games with that fantastic cutter slash slider that is very hard, 89-90, to go along with this good fastball. He's got a fantastic changeup as well. It's just sometimes in those late inning situations, a changeup's not the best pitch. But I think if you see him go three, four innings, that changeup's going to be uber effective and a great pitch to have in his arsenal. So I'm very excited the fact that the Vandy transfers got off to a great start in the purple and gold. And then finally, how can you not mention Trey Morgan in the day he had? Just had a rough weekend at the plate, right? He went 0 for 8, but who really thought that was going to stick? I didn't. And he just came back with a vengeance tonight. He hit for the cycle, actually the natural cycle. So he got single, double, triple home run, all in order, capping it off with a three-run bomb and eight RBIs. Hats off to that young man. Look, we know what he does on the defensive side of things, and you know he can spray the ball to all fields. But I'm telling you, I put it on Twitter. I'll put it on the podcast. I'll say it numerous times this year. I'm putting money on Trey Morgan to hit 10 home runs this year. He looks great. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's healthy with his knee. He's got his speed back from his freshman year. This guy's going to blow up this year, and um, I really think he's going to leave his mark on SEC competition. Really quick, I want to cap it off with another new segment I want to introduce just called the SEC Rundown, where I give you all a quick glimpse of what went on in the conference throughout this weekend. And then on Thursday's podcast, I will give you some SEC series to look out for in the non-conference play moving into conference play. So I know a lot of people may not have time to comb scores or they wonder how Tennessee did since they're hyped up. And then obviously, I think there's like seven SEC teams ranked in the top 10 with Arkansas and Vandy and Florida and A&M and Ole Miss. So just a plethora of great teams out there. So I'll give you a little SEC rundown after the weekend and then a uh, SEC preview 
on the preview pod before LSU gets it going. So really quick in the East, Tennessee went one and two this weekend, dropping two close games out West in a Major League Baseball Desert Invitational. Florida went three and zero, beating Charleston Southern. South Carolina went three and zero as well as they beat UMass Lowell. Never heard of those guys. Vandy, they did have some tough competition in the College Baseball Showdown, but they managed to go two and one on the weekend, and they beat Texas and Oklahoma State. Georgia rebounded from a Friday loss to go two and one. Mizzou, I think they had the surprise showing of the weekend at the College Baseball Showdown as they went 2-1. and one. And then Kentucky dropped their Friday night game to Elon but came back to win the series 2-1 to one in Lexington. In the West, LSU and A&M both go 3-0. and oh. Arkansas, who was also in the College Baseball Showdown, went 2-1, and one, absolutely tasted Oklahoma State on Sunday. Ole Miss crushed Delaware for the weekend sweep. And Mississippi State had a crazy series with VMI, but they ended up winning two games in Starkville. Auburn played well, and they went 2-1 and one versus Indiana on the Plains. And then finally, Alabama, kind of my dark horse for the SEC West this year, went 3-0 and oh as they absolutely pounded Richmond. So just a quick recap of how those SEC teams did. And then once again on Thursday for the LSU preview pod, I'll just give you some cool series to look forward to. And I'll tell you what, this weekend they have some fabulous series in the SEC with really some schools I would love to see LSU schedule in the future, if that's a possibility. But we'll brief you all on those things on Thursday. So that'll do it for this recap of the Southern game. Thank you all for tuning in. As a reminder, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel to catch all the content and follow me on Twitter at 60FT6INLSUPod. As y'all know, the pod will be available on Google, Spotify, other major audio platforms. I know this is a quick one, but not a whole lot to talk about when Southern scored in two innings, really, and the LSU pounded them the rest of the game just with outstanding performances uh, from Christian Little in relief and then obviously Trey Morgan with the sticks. You know, not a whole lot to talk about, but make sure to check out. You don't want to miss this content dropping Thursday. I will preview LSU's weekend opponents in the Round Rock Classic as they face Kansas State on Friday, Iowa on Saturday, and they finish with a late game on Sunday against Sam Houston State. Until next time, y'all stay safe, and as always, Go Tigers!